0: on this edition of Alberta Dugout Stories the podcast a recap of the connections made between our province and the 2021 MLB draft plus a couple of the picks join us Welcome to episode 140 of Alberta Dugout Stories, the podcast. I'm Joe McFarland. What a week it's been in the world of baseball and some cool connections back here to our province. First off, the MLB All-Star game in Colorado featured former Tokes Dogs hurler Andrew Kittredge. The Tampa Bay Rays pitcher was a late addition to the American League roster, having posted a 6-1 record with 1.47 ERA in his hybrid starter bullpen role. Kittredge made the most of the opportunity by tossing a perfect bottom half of the seventh, inducing three groundouts. The AL went on to win the game 5-2 with Toronto Blue Jays star Vladdy Guerrero Jr. taking home MVP honors. So congrats again to Andrew, and here's hoping we see a few more Western Canadian Baseball League alumni in the All-Star Game before too long. Speaking of the WCBL, many eyes this week were also on the MLB draft. In the end, 17 Canadians were taken in the 20 rounds. None were from Alberta, but a handful played or trained here at various academies. We have a full rundown of those connections at dugoutstories.com Now, the first big name on the board was Tristan Peters. The Winkler, Manitoba native was taken in the seventh round by the the Milwaukee Brewers. The Dogs Academy and Okotoks Dogs product was a guest on episode 129 of the podcast, but we thought we'd catch up with him again to talk about his draft day experience and what he's been up to over the last few weeks, including playing with the infamous Savannah Bananas. Tristan, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for having me. (laughs) So how does it sound when you hear the words Tristan Peters draft pick of the Milwaukee Brewers?
1: Oh, it's it's unbelievable. I've never experienced anything like it. It really didn't feel real for that whole day. It was like us living a dream. And, yeah, it's just seeing everything I've done pay off. It's super cool.
0: Walk us through that day, too, and were you preparing yourself for the eventuality of it? Were you just kind of going about your business with Savannah? What Talk us through that entire day in the lead-up to being having your name selected.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, so... Uh, The first, uh, well, we had an off day, and um, then we went to a a cafe to watch the draft, and I was on a Zoom call the whole day with my uh, advisor, and I was just in a breakout room. If he got a call, he'd take me out and talk to me, and then, or if I got a call, I'd talk to him. And then we left the cafe because we were like, uh, I just didn't want to be there, so then I came to my host family's place and just sat around with my dad, and we both watched the draft, looking at all the picks and stuff. Uh, we were kind of nervous because we were thinking the Orioles and the Cardinals were the, probably the most interested uh, before draft. They were the two workouts I went to. So I was expecting they would pick me, if anyone. And then um, they, the Orioles I saw were taking a ton of outfielders and college outfielders too, so that was kind of making me a little nervous. Then uh, my advisor called me in the sixth round, and he said, um, Brewers want to take you in the seventh for a certain amount. And I said, yeah, I'll take it. And then he said we'd probably find out live, because the cross-checker was going to check if uh, there were other players they offered it to. So then we found out live, and it was it
0: was crazy. What was the first thing that went through your mind when you do get that call, you get that confirmation that, yeah, it is Milwaukee?
1: I mean, it was. I was kind of shocked because Milwaukee was not a team that I had talked to at all, really. They had talked to my advisor, and he just told me briefly that the Brewers were in that had interest in me, mm-hmm. and um, so I didn't really didn't expect it, especially on day two, because uh, it didn't seem like they had any interest until day three, and then he called me and he said the Brewers want you, and I was like, oh. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I mean, there's nothing wrong with them, absolutely. So, yeah, I was super pumped.
0: <laughs> so, who was the first phone call you made when everything gets made official?
1: Uh, the first. Well, I mean, I talked with my family. There was a ton of people texting me and stuff. Uh, I think the first person to call me was the British Scout, and he just told me we would stay in touch. And then when I got. Uh, A call from my coach at SIU, and I talked to him for a bit about how it was and all that, and, yeah
0: you and I had a good laugh over text about uh, how drained your battery must have been uh, given the fact that it it must have just been absolutely blowing up. But that, that has to be kind of a surreal feeling at the end of it is just that whole buildup. And then all of a sudden it's okay, now I got to deal with all these texts and send everything back. It had to have been uh, just an unreal experience just from that standpoint as well.
1: Yeah, it was, it was like I said before, nothing I've ever experienced. So many people were texting me, congratulating me, and it was it was really cool. Or even some people that a lot of people that I hadn't talked to in so long were my friends and that I made, and like at the dogs, and even in junior college, and even even before that too, in like high school, middle school it was unbelievable to just kind of reconnect with them too. Mm-hmm. So I tried my best to text everybody back and say thank you. Because it really meant a lot to me.
0: Looking forward now, what's the next steps for you?
1: Um, I'm not exactly sure. I think I talked to my advisor today. And he said that they'll be sending me a contract soon, and then I'll, I'll be signing. I got to do a physical, so they're probably going to send me out in a few days, depending when they choose to do a physical. And then i would not exactly sure where they'll send me after that. So I'll, I'll, most likely it'll be Arizona, where they're. Uh, spring training is uh, first thing, but
0: I'm not entirely sure yet. Have you thought through your mindset going forward from here, regardless of where you're going? Do you capitalize on the opportunity? Do you try to soak it all in as quick as you can? Sort of. Do, have you thought that part through yet, as far as how you want to enter the next steps here?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I I want to soak it all in right now. Actually, I've been told by guys, some of my friends that have been drafted before, just enjoy these next few days and stuff. So I'm really trying to enjoy it. And then, uh, but then I want to get back into the mindset of um, just working hard again and trying to move up in the minor league now, I guess. And just work my butt off. And I'm really, I really, really want to learn some new things from these um, the the uh, the Brewers organization, like. But they're major league coaches, or they're uh, professional coaches, so that's a lot I can learn from them, so I'm super excited about
0: that. Without a doubt. I'm curious, it hasn't been long since we last chatted, but you've certainly had a busy last few weeks. You ended up with the infamous Savannah Bananas. What's that experience been like for you?
1: Oh, yeah, it is. It's, it's unbelievable. They really put on a show here. It's been a ton of fun, honestly. I've had so much fun doing even when you're not playing you're involved so much with the fans like i did a player dance the other night that was insanely fun and um even the baseball part we're 26 and 4 it's a lot of fun winning I hate losing so only four losses I'm happy most of the
0: time <laughs> whether it's dancing or a band uh, playing for you while you're you're walking up I mean that's that's something else like just going viral just because of yeah. stuff like that eh? walk us through that just that different feel to baseball that this team provides.
1: Oh I love it. I mean it's yeah you know, this is a once in a lifetime experience really. For most, people, for anybody, and you're not gonna get it anywhere else. I know other teams here try, like making and bacon. And they try to do what we do, but they just can't. So it, there's nothing else like it. But and I, I think um, I came in with the mindset kind of, and just trying to have fun and try to take, not doesn't necessarily take the seriousness out of baseball, but um, kind of lessen it and just like, so I could just relax and have fun with it and learn to not, um, learn how to deal with failure. Cause I'm forced to have fun. Even if I have a bad game, I've got to, I've got to go greet the fans after the game. And it's taught me a lot, honestly.
0: Tell us a little about some of those learnings. What did you learn maybe most about yourself as you've gone through sort of this different journey in baseball?
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I learned, that I love talking to the kids after the game. It's so much fun, right? Uh, I get them. I get some kids to sign my hat to, and it really—I just like seeing the smile on their face. They get so happy when I ask them to sign my hat. They're like, "Really?" And then some of them are like, they just write a few lines on my hat. It's not even a signature, but it's so funny. Very oh, um, cool. I just love the fans first aspect. It's really cool.
0: How did that opportunity all come about in the first place? Was it something you approached them, or had they approached you? How did that all come to be?
1: Uh, They approached my uh, coach at SIU in the fall, and my coach just asked me if I wanted to play for the bananas in the summer, and I was like, yeah, of course. Uh, The coach here, uh, Tyler Gillum, he uh, he coached at South Mountain Community College, and that was my conference uh, when I was at Chandler Gilbert and uh so i guess he liked the way i played he found out that i line dance and swing dance for my coaches and he really loved that and i guess that kind of sold him
0: (laughs) (laughs) it seems as though there's a a bit of a thinking outside the box that you quite enjoy whether Uh, it's you know whether it's moving across the country almost you go from winkler to oak tokes and then you're jet setting across the country and across north america to play the game you love i mean this is pretty par for the course isn't it
1: yeah for sure it's It's so cool, though. Yeah, and Savannah is an amazing place, too.
0: Obviously, with the benefit of hindsight here, my final question for you, what goes through your mind as you think back on on the last few weeks here?
1: Oh, man, I mean, I'm just grateful for it, obviously. And I just, even looking back, not even just at the last weeks, just looking back at my career so far, There's just so many people that have helped me along the way, and even though I've only been here a couple weeks, they've already done more than I could have ever thought. Just like what I've learned about having fun, dealing with failure and all that stuff, and there's just so much more. I'm really grateful for the people that have been, uh, that have come into my life and
0: helped me out. It's a fantastic story and glad that we were able to catch up again. Tristan, congratulations again on being selected by the Milwaukee Brewers. Congratulations on the success to this point. Continued success going forward. And thanks again for joining us here on the podcast.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: The next Canadian with Alberta connections taken in the MLB Draft was right-hander Garrett Hawkins. The bigger Saskatchewan native was taken in the ninth round by the San Diego Padres. He's a product of the Vauxhall Academy of Baseball, as well as the Swift Current 57s of the WCBL and the UBC Thunderbirds. Hawkins was in a bit of a tough spot though, having not suited up in a game for a while thanks to the COVID-19 pandemic. But he kept training at UBC and was invited to pitch in the MLB Draft League, where he turned enough heads to get noticed. Early Wednesday morning, we sat down to talk about it all, including his own baseball journey. Garrett, thanks so much for joining us here on the podcast. Yeah,
2: thanks a lot for having
0: me. Garrett Hawkins, draft pick of the San Diego Padres. How does that sound?
2: Pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty awesome. I'm really excited to get going.
0: How did the call go down? Were you hunkered by a computer waiting for your name to go across the board? Or where were you? Walk us through that whole sequence of events.
2: So I'm down here in the States for the draft league, so I stayed down here. Um, I had the draft going on the TV, and I kind of had an idea where I was going to go, but wasn't for sure yet. But yeah, was really excited when I saw my name in the ninth.
0: You mentioned that uh, you kind of knew where you were going. Was San Diego the place that really showed the most interest out of it? And walk us through sort of that lead-up to the draft.
2: Yeah, um, I had a few teams show interest especially like the draft, league got some more teams interested, but Padres were always kind of up there on the front runners of who was interested. And, um, some draft day they kind of reached out and said that we're ready to take you. So yeah, I was really excited when I got that. I think they're a perfect fit for me and I can develop inside their organization.
0: What makes you think that this is a perfect fit for you?
2: Um, I think just their track record of guys, that they've drafted and their ability to kind of give them the tools that they need to get to the next level. So yeah, I'm just really excited.
0: How exciting is it as well that you, you look at the Padres especially and, and the amount of young talent that team has, it's a lot like the Blue Jays, whether it's Tatis or uh, just the number of guys, that's gotta be a pretty exciting feel as well.
2: Yeah, for sure. Like all-star game, they had tatisse's hidden leadoff for the national league. So yeah, it's pretty cool knowing that they're, on the uprising, and I can hopefully be a part of it.
0: What went through your mind when this all goes down, and you, you kind of see this all, so I assume that there's that moment of seeing all this work finally come to fruition?
2: Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I didn't, I don't know. It's hard to believe, I guess. it's a tough year for everybody, and with my season shut down, wasn't sure if I was going to get the looks that I needed be, being a big year for me. So I'm just happy it all worked out in the end.
0: Who did you call first?
2: Um, my parents. They were actually both at work. But um, yeah, they were really excited and I, they had definitely had a ton at work. So yeah, the whole town of Bigger and everyone's just so proud and excited.
0: How quickly did the battery on your cell phone get eaten up by all the text messages and phone calls you were getting?
2: Yeah, I had my, my watch on and it was just buzzing. It was crazy. Yeah, it was hard to keep up with all the support I was getting.
0: So now, where do you go as far as getting ready for that next step?
2: Um, they're not sure yet. We're just working out logistics, but I'm. It's gonna be, yeah, hopefully somewhere hot. <laughs> um, but yeah, we'll see where I go. Not sure yet.
0: Fantastic stuff. Well, Garrett, I want to talk a little bit about your baseball past, a little bit here, and and get right to the very beginnings here. First off, as we always do on the podcast, is talk us through growing up and bigger and deciding that you know what baseball is the game I want to chase. How did you stumble across the game in the first place?
2: Um, in town, there was really the choice between soccer and baseball, and I maybe played soccer one year when I was really young, but yeah, I just turned to baseball. Um, I think I just had a knack for it at a young age. Um, and just love to play it.
0: Do you remember the moment when he decided this is something I want to chase, I want to do this full time, some point down the road?
2: Um, I think like the moment I was deciding to go to Vauxhall was up there. Um, just I played lots of sports in high school, basically everything I could, but um, I was at a point where I wanted to take it a step further, and I decided to move away and go play at Vauxhall because I thought that was the best opportunity for me.
0: So walk us through how that opportunity came about, where you ended up in Vauxhall.
2: Um, I think it was my like midget or high school coach who kind of reached out and said, there was a guy that was interested in going. And I think Coach Mack and him connected um, and just seeing where I was at and what my interest level was.
0: And now, with the benefit of hindsight, looking back on your time at Vauxhall, what did that experience mean to you in your development, not only as a player, but also as a human being?
2: Yeah, I think it was everything. I think I had my biggest steps of development there, both baseball and um, off the field. Um, I wasn't, didn't throw very hard going there, and I was my mechanics were pretty raw. So it was just exciting to get around guys that had the same kind of goal and wanted to be there just as much as I did. So it was pretty cool to just be surrounded by
1: great people.
0: That had to be really cool as well as being a part of, of that program. And and when I look at the rosters that you guys had during your time there, there was some pretty exceptional talent. I assume that there was a, a little bit of pushing going on between different pitchers or different position players to make sure you're getting the best out of one another.
2: Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, we had a great group of guys my two years there. And, yeah, everyone just wanted the best for each other, and that was really special to be around.
0: Again, looking back on it, what did the coaching staff at Vauxhall mean to you?
2: Yeah, like Coach Mac, Coach K, and Blaker put a great program together there. And lots of guys have come out just as I did. Um, yeah, they're really special. Just to have even the whole community um, just around the baseball players and they just give us all we need to be successful and push us to where we need to be.
0: And then UBC, of course, and, and you put up great numbers there as well. What did that program mean to you as as you think back on it?
2: I think it was, yeah, the perfect spot for me coming out of high school. I um, They had the program I wanted, and it's a great school. So I um, decided that, and brand-new field and indoor facility, and the coaches were great. So, yeah, I don't have enough to say about it.
0: You mentioned it earlier, but I wanted to go back to that a little bit. When it comes to the draft, did you mute your expectations a little bit, I suppose, because of not having being able to play over the last little while because of COVID and, and that kind of thing? How is it that you managed to, to make sure that you were in tip top shape instead of um sort of taking the, the foot off the gas a little bit because you knew that you weren't going to be playing?
2: Right. Yeah. I think just knowing that this was such a big year, um, draft wise for me. And I don't the great kind of made me focus on kind of holes that I had in my pitching. So I think that way it was great. But just knowing that um, I needed to get better and I was eventually going to be seen and I had to make make the most of those dances because they weren't going to be very many. So I think that kind of pushed me and gave me the drive to keep wanting to get better.
0: Did you set up anything in a basement or a garage or what was it that you you'd try to make uh, makeshift, I suppose, um, to make sure that you were still able to to throw live and that kind of thing during the pandemic?
2: Um, yeah, at school, we were able to practice. So that helped a bit. Um, coaches were there. So it wasn't didn't have to makeshift too much.
0: Then you end up in the MLB Draft League. Was that a bit of an eye-opening experience for you as you kind of get to realize that, hey, I can play at this level?
2: For sure. Yeah, I think that was a massive step just because leagues in Canada at the time weren't sure if they were going to be able to play. So I knew I needed a different kind of spot that was going to be 100% that I could go get seen. So yeah, the league has been great. Lots of great players kind of they're all in the same hunt as I was just trying to get looks and trying to be seen. So I think, yeah, there was great talent there and yeah, hopefully they have a great second half.
0: Is there an element of pride that comes along with being from a small town in Saskatchewan, having your name being called uh, in the draft, but also just having the career that you've had to this point in baseball and and being able to kind of wear that flag with pride, so to speak.
2: Yeah, for sure. Kind of everyone around town knows me as the guy that plays baseball. But um, yeah, no, it's pretty cool. And I'm sure once I get home, um, everyone will want to congratulate me. So yeah, I can't wait to get back.
0: Whether it's a, a Saskatchewan ball player growing up or whether it's a, a Vauxhall kid that's just starting up on their journey, if you had advice for any of them as you look back on your journey and some of the things that maybe you learned along the way that you'd like to pass along, what would you say to them?
2: Um, probably just don't quit working hard and know you have the ability to, um, get to the next level. I, um, I think I put in a lot of hard work and I knew kind of where I needed to be. Um, so yeah, I would just say know where you need to be and surround yourself with great people.
0: Fantastic stuff, Garrett. Final question for you here on the podcast. Ask this of everybody. What does the game of baseball mean to you?
2: Um... I think it's everything. It's like it has given me an outlet to meet some great teammates and coaches and it just whether I'm stressed out or just need somewhere to go, I always can pick up my glove and go play catch with somebody. It's just been a great outlet for me and it's kind of brought me to where I am today for sure.
0: Well, again, Garrett, congratulations on being drafted by the San Diego Padres. Congratulations on all the success you've had to this point and continued success going forward. Thanks so much for joining us here on the podcast.
2: Yeah, thanks a lot.
0: We'd also like to congratulate a couple of other Alberta-trained players on being selected in the draft. Episode 126 guest and Vauxhall grad Damiano Palmangiani was taken in the 14th round by the Toronto Blue Jays, the same team that took him as a high school kid in 2018. And Prairie Baseball Academy product Evan Elliott was taken in the 15th round by the Texas Rangers. Again, a big thanks to Tristan Peters and Garrett Hawkins for joining us this week. And thanks to all of you for downloading and listening. Until next time, thanks for all of your support, no matter the platform of Alberta Dugout Stories.